You've arrived at the Frontline Records Rewind. Your host, Brian Healy of Dead Artist Syndrome, a little-known goth band. Executive producer, Adele Meisenheimer, and engineer, Scotty Z. You can find us here on a regular basis, so keep coming back. Right now, sit back, relax, and crank it up for Frontline Records Rewind... Greetings and salutations, and welcome to another special edition of Frontline Records Rewind. Want to remind you everything you hear on Frontline Records Rewind, you can find on FrontlineRecords.us, iTunes, and Amazon.com. All right. Today we have a special show. We're going to be celebrating the vinyl picture disc limited edition re-release of Vengeance Risings. Human Sacrifice, 25th anniversary. So if you're not feeling old like I am, or if you've never heard this record, it's something I'm pretty sure you're going to be fascinated with. That interview is going to start right after this. Hi, welcome back to Frontline Records Rewind, and we are excited to have with us uh, the members of Vengeance Rising who are celebrating the 25th anniversary release of a picture disc of their first album, Human Sacrifice. Okay, guys, so people know your voices. Identify yourselves. Uh, this is Larry Farkas. How you guys doing? Hi, Larry. This is Glenn Ann Russo. How you doing? Hi, Glenn. Yeah, this is Doug Fiend. Hey, Doug, thank you. I've always been worried, wondered how your last name was pronounced, by the way. <laughs> Everybody always <laughs> Okay, does. just wanted to know. <laughs> Must have been fun in school. How in the world? How in the world does it feel to look at this and go, "This was 25 years ago"? Pretty crazy. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh, it's awesome, really. I mean, I'm I'm pretty overwhelmed by it. Actually, I think it's really cool that uh, you know it was um, apparently a strong enough tool out there that uh, it's still being used to get out there. You know. It's, uh, it, it, it just, we never, I don't think, I never did, it was really, I don't think we were really aware of, like, what would happen 25 years later with what was going on at the time, of course, you know, but it sure is awesome, I'm glad we're all still alive, <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, I got, I've got a question along those lines, just out of uh, curiosity, because of the years of those hair windmills, do any of you guys have serious neck problems? Uh, yes, I do. You, you do. So, so there was a price to be paid. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'll hear you the same. Yeah, I, I thought for sure uh, the first time I saw you, someone's head was going to fall off. That was. Uh, yeah, it sure felt like that a few times. I guess. Yeah. What is really? I never got. I never got to do it because I was behind the drum kit. There you go. So when you guys went in. To do human sacrifice was that pretty much your first time in like the real studio, the big deal, or had you already uh, been playing with demos and stuff? Um, this is Glenn. I personally uh, was working with a band prior, um, actually to becoming a believer. Well, no, actually, I just become a believer, and I was working in a band that was working in the studio at the time, um, about six months before I met these guys. Okay. 
I, I just, I just sorry to interrupt. This is Roger Dale. I hey, just Roger, got in here and aboard. I got a few minutes. <laughs> 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 Roger made it. Nice. Congratulations. Well, you should have heard what these guys have been saying about you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Something about having to carry dead weight, and oh, it was just terrible. I couldn't believe it. They're so cruel. Now, clearly, you're doing this really hard speed metal thing. Um, when you're doing speed metal, is there a time when you're in the band and you look at the drummer and go, hey, dude, you're off to the races? Or is there a way to go off to the races? I mean, can you actually get too fast and go, whoa, we got to slow this down? Or uh, do you just keep letting the energy build and uh, reel it back in? Well, I really got out. Of, I don't think we ever really got out of sync because we rehearsed so much. We worked our butts off before we got on stage. Uh, Glenn and everybody, we, we all basically during our rehearsal times, or when even when we were building up to our first gig, uh, we all had to get at that point. Larry was a little bit ahead of all of us when it comes to the speed part, but we all naturally, uh, as a unit. We, we kind of, we gelled, and with Clint especially, um, he had to speed up. Everybody had to speed up and get to the certain, a certain point in his song, and we went through several phases to get to that point. One, one, one phase was the Glenn Rogers phase, and it was, to me, it was slower, and, and it was, it was more of a freaky type of rhythm that, that was hard for me to actually comprehend. But we, we took that, you know, and he wrote some of the songs, but we took, what he had, and we sped it up uh, in a way. I think we all like, was just like we all just kind of got in sync. And so when we were on stage, we didn't have to worry about being off time. It was automatic. Were you finding yourselves growing? What's that? Were you finding yourselves growing together spiritually as well as musically during that time? As a band, we yeah. So we were so we were so together spiritually. It was unreal. Pastor Bob. He was our spiritual mentor, right? And he he pounded us with the word of God, and that's that's when we all, uh, uh, you know, that's when we got rooted and grounded in the word right there. And I want to tell you about Glenn also. This is why I believe in physical violence because when Glenn would would slack off, we'd feed him most of the you know, you know, I mean, I mean, if there's a there's a time when you got to come down to blows, and and we worked him pretty good. And, you know, <laughs> I got the scars on my back to prove it too. Man, I'm thinking you guys need to put a uh, small sticker on the disc uh, just for the cover art that says "Kids, do not try this at home now." <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. All right. So tell me about well, humans. Awesome. Tell me about the first song, "Human Sacrifice." Human sacrifice, human cycle crackle was was the was the original first nine, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> that was, okay. You guys now, are having here, way too much fun. <laughs> okay, here, let me clear this up. Human sacrifice, uh, the 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 song was was the original song was written by Glenn Rogers, but it was so freaking so weirded out to me. We changed it entirely, although we give him credit. Okay, he wrote Human Sacrifice. He did not write the lyrics. He wrote the basic kind of 
format. We arranged it. We yeah, we should have all got writing credit on those songs. Yeah. We should have all got writing credit. The songs became what they were to all of us, even though Glenn came up with the basic, the basis of the tunes. They certainly became themselves because of us. He even said that when we played with him that one time, that too, that some of the stuff that we were doing wasn't the same, you know what I mean? And even like in Burn, there was never a fast part which was in there. So, you know. So basically, so basically cool, no he worries. was the springboard uh, that inspired you guys to take it to a different level or direction. Well, those songs, some of those, some of those songs that uh, Glenn was working on with Roger and Doug um, were certainly far, far before myself and Glenn Man Caruso. You know what I yeah. mean? So Glenn Rogers and Doug and Roger Martin were working on the stuff. And so we didn't know what that stuff sounded like. So when it, you know, like I said, as we grew together, all that stuff just formed itself, you know. Well, then... It, it really did. It kind of formed itself. Well, since those two songs are... Since that and Burn, why don't we just play those two back-to-back? So here's Human Sacrifice and Burn by Vengeance Rising. <laughs> Yeah. 
Okay, even though it's it's short and silly, Doug, Mulligan Stew. Doug, I'm a rocker. That was your rocker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so tell him about Mulligan Stew. Deacus, Mulligan Stew. Okay, uh, what about Mulligan Stew? Uh, that's that's the kind of stuff. I, to me, that was the difference between Vengeance and some other bands, and the fact that we were all rooted in our seventies uh, groove. Uh, we were all heavily influenced by Zeppelin and, and uh, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple. And when you hear some of our songs, that comes out. So, yeah, we had some of our fast stuff, and we had some of the more really aggressive, uh, heavy stuff. But we also had our heavier grind uh, groove type stuff, and that was a big part of us. So, yeah, I love that, man. I, I love that tune, too, man. I'll tell you, it was always, we never got sick of playing that song. It was always a fun song to play. All right, here it is, Vengeance Rising, Mulligan Stew.
Okay. I love hating evil. All right. All right. That's Doug right there. Tell him the story about the original mix on that, man. Well, let me tell you about the, let me tell you about the original. See, our songs were so heavy, we decided that we got to come up with something soft and gooey on the front of this "I Love Hating Evil" thing. And you know what? That was intentional, but so the whole thing wouldn't sound like a whirlwind. And uh, mm-hmm. then uh, you know, it was it was actually fun. And I know Doug played. I think Doug wrote that part. You know, that whole song. He wrote the thing. song. It's just wonderful, big party song. Cool. Here's I Love Hating Evil by Vengeance Rising.
The year was 1988, when Frontline Records would unleash the most brutal Christian metal release to date, a release that would forever change the scene of the Christian metal industry. That album was entitled Human Sacrifice, and the band responsible for its release to an unsuspecting world, Vengeance Rising. With cooperation from Frontline Records, Rocks Records is set to recognize the 25th anniversary of this groundbreaking album with a remastered, limited edition, hand-numbered picture vinyl disc. Go to FrontlineRecords.us to order a copy of this collector's item now. Let's talk about Fatal Delay. Uh, oh, my awesome. favorite song. Yeah, I love that song. That was one of my favorite songs to play. For sure. Yeah, we wouldn't know how to play it right now, though. I'm sure there's no way we ever learn how to play that song. <laughs> <laughs> I remember it. Okay, then, then we'll just play the record to remind you. Here's Vengeance Rising with Fatal Delay.
Fatal Delay by Vengeance Rising. We are interviewing right. you guys right now. Uh, Re-identify yourself just in case people have lost whose voice is who. Blame Man Crusoe, drums. Mary Farkas, guitar. Uh, Doug Fiend, guitar. Roger Del Martin, bass. White Throne. What What are your memories about recording and working on that and playing that live? Oh, wow. That was always a fun song, that's for sure. It always got people going. It was uh, definitely a great tune, man. That was like one of those kind of staple. It's probably one of our more anthem-type tunes in a way with the way that Roger wrote those lyrics to that tune. After the first part, we started doing that riff together. I just know I didn't write it. I don't remember where it actually... No, it this, this is what happened. Glenn, Glenn wrote it, and then Glenn left, and then me and Roger were left, and then I tried to remember it. I think I remembered it wrong and showed it to you wrong. Excellent. And then we made it into something else. I think and that's why it's different. And that's why it that's works. That's awesome. That's, <laughs> well, there we go. Here's White Throne by Vengeance Rising.
that was White Throne by Vengeance Rising. Uh, since we're probably not going to be able to play the whole record, next one that comes to mind here is From the Dead. Now, uh, I, All right. now here's my question yeah. on this. Did you guys ever get scared that the intensity in the crowd was getting too intense? No. No, not at all. So, so, you, did you, so you actually fed off it then? Oh, oh yeah. It always does. The energy definitely circles around. Yeah. Yeah, when you saw those big posh pits, man, they were crazy. Wow. But, you know, that energy flows from the band to the crowd to the crowd to the band and back and forth, you know. Yeah. It, it definitely does. Um, I know. Never remember really feeling like there was any danger anywhere. Really, I mean, people got hurt. I'm sure at places. Well, wait, wait. Except for one time, at one time we were playing up in Hollywood. I think it was called Club Hollywood. Oh. Remember, the guy got on stage. This 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 kid was going to do a stage dive, but he didn't have any friends out there to catch him. Ouch. <laughs> Everybody moved out of the way. <laughs> yeah. And, and he went and knocked himself out. They had to come and take him out. Oh, yeah. yeah, they had to stop the, yeah, they had to stop the gig to go get the ambulance in there. So, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's sort of a buzz Yeah, kill. but, you know, I mean, th- that's one of the things, though, with the song From the Dead, the thing that got me is, you know, when, when we had the song Human Sacrifice, okay, and the thing to me was, well, we needed to finish telling the story because, you know, From the Dead, the resurrection is really, that's that's the big, that's the big thing to me is the whole is the resurrection. Right. So I thought, wow, you know, writing that song and then, you know, giving it the follow-up because leaving the album, you know, the name was off that song. So then as we go into From the Dead and then into Ascension, so it was all kind of telling the story, the whole thing was, just, you know, was the whole thing with that. And it's a trip, too, to think about how much that From the Dead is, should be your Easter song you listen to every year. That should be the new Easter song for everyone. That's a great intro. <laughs> Here's From the Dead, Vengeance Rising. Shaking in his mood 
right, that was From the Dead, Vengeance uh, Rising, I, and it is followed up on the album by Ascension. What's the story, guys? Ascension. Actually, that was just the instrumental. It was just an instrumental that um, we were kind of wanting an instrumental because it would help to give Rods a break from singing so much because he was also preaching virtually almost as much as we were playing songs at that point. Right. And um, so, you know, he needed to take a breath. So it was almost kind of one song in a way, you know. We just made it an instrumental, so that we gave Rod a break, and then it followed up with, you know, the whole thing of From the Dead, from, from you know, Human Sacrifice, From the Dead, and Ascension. It just kind of just, mm. you know, let it tell the whole story. All right, well, here it is, Ascension, <clears throat> Vengeance Rising.
let me hit you. Let me hit you with uh, fill this place with blood. Fill this place with blood. Uh, that was basically, uh, you know, I believe in violence and whooping up on Glenn, and we all did that. But... <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looked like after. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we took it and we ran with it. What can I say? We just took it and ran with it. You know what? The reason why they picked on me is because I was always the temporary drummer until they were looking. They were supposed to find another drummer, and they never did. <laughs> right. Because he didn't want to be in the band. He was just filling in for it. How funny. He didn't actually was going to be in. He wasn't. So the next thing you know, there he is doing records with you and on tour. You know. That's great. Glenn was perfect. Awesome, was Parker, because see, he's, he is the actual, the loudest drummer that I have ever, ever, ever been around. And, and that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the absolute truth. See, a lot of our power came from Glenn, and, that, and, and every time he hit a snare or anything, it was just super, yeah. super loud. And, uh, and it was Parker for that. Uh, and uh, nobody else, nobody can play as loud as Glenn.
So now we're left with Beheaded. That song was one of the most uh, aggressive songs we had as far as speed-wise. And also just uh, uh, that middle groove part, too. We wanted It was really heavy. And what, what I thought really made that song was Roger's lyrics in there. I mean, because it was, it was dark, it was gloomy, and it was uh, end-time prophecy where uh, things got kind of scary. And, and I think the way Roger wrote the lyrics for that was, was beautiful. I think it got the point across with the music. It really played together. Yeah, there's definitely, there's definitely a, a heavy message there with that. And, uh, you know, that song was always pretty squirrely. It was almost like steering into the skid playing it. It was always pretty intense and on edge every time we played it. <laughs> Here's Beheaded, Vengeance Rising. Looking back after 25 years, 
What do you think the legacy of human sacrifice and vengeance is? The legacy. What we did, I, I think that we were, we, we made ourselves telescopes. We weren't the stars. That's, that's, we, we were, we wanted to magnify the star, which was Jesus Christ. And we wanted that with all of our hearts. And we were never, we, we never thought of ourselves as stars. We thought of ourselves as this big telescope. Anybody want to see Jesus, they just look through Vengeance Rising. That's what that album's about. That's what we were about, and that's why it's so successful. That's great, man. Uh, this is Glenn. Yep. Uh, looking back, <clears throat> you know, like Rod was saying, at the time when we were doing this, we didn't really know, looking at, you know, the full scope of what was going to happen with it, but it was a tool that was used for other Christians that um, maybe had friends that were listening to, you know, some of the secular bands that we were kind of in line with, and they used it as a tool to witness to them and to bring them, you know, to a knowledge of knowing Jesus Christ. Um, I think that's like one of the biggest legacies that this, that this album has, that it was used to to uh, bring, and it wasn't it wasn't us. I mean, it was God using us, and you know He could have used anybody, um, but He used us, and He used that album to to uh, witness to a lot of you know kids that w- would never ever listen to you know uh, mainstream Christian metal at the time. All right, next up, same question. Larry Farkas, right here, Larry Farkas. I'll tell you. Uh, to me, I think that that album within itself, even as faceless as we may be for being in that band because we were just being used, you know, uh, for the purpose of what the message is, that album will always stand as one of the most brutal, intense albums for what anybody to stand for something and to preach any kind of anything. Because when you look at how much scripture was packed into that entire album, um, it's going to stand on its own. It doesn't have anything really to do with the members that were in the band, but it sure is awesome to be a part of that. And with each one of these guys, because I love them very much, and uh, it's awesome to still be alive and see it, really. So I'm very thankful for it. And uh, I'm just, just amazing after that, this many years, is really when you see the effect that it had, you know, when you, uh, the people that you get to talk to and meet and see how it's changed their lives and families' lives, and it's just... Uh, Blows your mind. Never expected it. It's awesome. Thank you. I'm just really thrilled with how much the military. I'm sorry, the military. Yeah, the ministry aspect of this is still very important to you. Oh yeah, uh, this is Doug. Yeah, thank you, Doug. And uh, I, I think very much what like Larry said, and also I, to me, what what I hear now is, I mean, back then we were trying just to create some music that. Uh, somebody who was into death metal, hardcore speed metal, anybody who was into uh, any type of slayer, any type of heavy music, they would have something to hold on to and be proud of. And so I think we really worked our butts off to try to be true to what we wanted to give these kids. And turning back, looking now and meeting people after some of these shows, we realized that what we did is instill confidence in some younger people to step out and start doing more ministry. Mm-hmm. And I'm amazed at how much I people I, I talk to, they go, oh, yeah, I totally got into Christianity because of your album and this and this, and now I'm doing this, this, and this. And so 
what we thought we were doing is nothing compared to what God has taken, what our efforts were, and turned it into something incredibly different from what we originally envisioned. We thought we're going to give them some music, and in essence, we gave them an ability to reach out to people, and now their confidence helps them to reach out to other people, and it's moving forward, and that's the way God moves to people. And so I'm just glad that He He used us in spite of us, and and uh, and I'm just. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed to be a part of the whole thing. Hey, we want to thank Vengeance Rising for taking the time to talk about their 25th anniversary release of Human Sacrifice. It's on vinyl picture disc. You can find that at FrontlineRecords.us. So for executive producer Adele Meisenheimer, the silent one Scotty Z, and me, Brian Healy, may all you hopes and dreams come true. Grace and peace. Scotty, call the limo.